0: This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast... So for me, prayer for me did not start as a discipline, it started as a desperation. And it still is, I still am most disciplined in seasons of the most desperation. Uh, Actually, my prayer time this morning on my knees and in 21 days of prayer, I was asking God, God, I'm moving out of a season of desperation.
1: Please help me to stay as disciplined as I've been. Welcome or welcome back to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsome, a ministry of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. My name is Brandon, and I will be having a conversation with Pastor Christian today discussing the third message in our current series called Dear God. In this series, we're learning how to talk to God And we're being challenged to know how to pray and be motivated to pray more each and every day. Pastor Christian, your message this week was deeply impactful to me. You know, it's interesting, just when you think you've exhausted all there is to know about prayer, um, you pull out an Old Testament passage from King Hezekiah and his incredible prayer. Um, we looked closer. If you if you want to dive into it a little bit deeper, deeper to Second Kings chapter nineteen. So, uh, Pastor Christian, you've you've mentioned that Hezekiah is one of your favorite Old Testament characters. I, I'm interested. Could you tell us why?
0: Yeah, for several reasons. Um, w- one, I love his story, and I cannot wait in February to begin to, to begin to unpack his story. in our you know we're doing a sermon series called Hezekiah. Uh, just really learning how to walk with God. He was a a king in the midst of uh, of man several really evil kings in israel who devoted his whole heart to god and i mean Mm -hmm. god moved and showed up in his story in an incredible way but i think i think one of the reasons that i am drawn to hezekiah so much and this is going to sound weird because i i believe they're all historical people Mm -hmm. right i I mean i I believe every person in the old testament um from adam to malachi uh the last prophet uh are real historical people uh but hezekiah because of archaeology is an indisputable King in the, in the history of a kingdom called Judah, uh, who did, who did, who indisputably did the things that the Bible says that he did and he left them behind Right in archaeology. Uh, and for me, um, for me, I, I feel like, I feel like Hezekiah is one of the strongest links in my chain of faith hmm. to know that this one um, boy, if this one holds, it's connected, it's connected back to David and it's connected forward to Jesus. So boy, if, I mean, I guess if, if this one holds, um, it, it pulls a lot of the things in my faith story together. So I just, I I love the historicity, uh, of Hezekiah. And then I just, I love the spiritual story. The spiritual story on its own, um, would, you know, would just be a great, great story but then to go to Israel and see it with your own eyes, to spend time in the tunnel that his faith was mm-hmm. led to dig, to, to spend time at the broad wall that his faith and his compassion were led to build for the refugees coming from northern Israel after Israel had been uh, had been conquered, and then to read prayers like these mm-hmm. um, and to see his desperation, you think, man, this guy's just this guy's just like us. Uh, but God moved in an incredible way in his life, which gives me an encouragement that God
1: can move in in uh, in my life just like He did in the life of Hezekiah. Mm. Well, on Sunday, you challenge us to develop the practice of prayer. You know, I was reading in in Matthew chapter 6 again this week, Jesus' instructions on how to pray, and it's interesting. He makes a statement. He says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. You know, I believe one of the secrets to prayer is secret prayer. Um, I know that I learn best from example. I know that I learn best from repetition. So would you mind sharing again for the podcast listeners a few de- details about your personal practice of prayer?
0: Yeah, so I will say, I will say Brandon, I, um, I believe in and love personal prayer so much that I believe one of the greatest hindrances, uh, one of the greatest delays to our church becoming a praying church was my unwillingness to pray in anything but secret. Wow. Um, and, and it was it was probably over spiritualized. It was certainly selfish, but I thought I don't want to share that part of my relationship with Jesus with a bunch of other people. I like I like to pray. I like to pray in private. I like to pray um, in my prayer closet. I like to pray in secret where no one knows what I'm doing. But my heavenly father, I, you know, I like to be alone with God. I don't. I don't want to share that. I don't – I share so much of my life, right, with people in ministry. I don't want to share prayer. I want to keep prayer for myself. Hmm. And and then really it was getting to be a part of the 21 days of prayer um, experience uh, at the GROW conference this summer for my staff where I found myself in a room with more than 3,000 pastors having my private prayer time with a bunch of other people around me where I thought I can – I'm – I, I still feel like I'm talking to God. I still feel like I'm in my prayer closet. Um, you know, this, this closet has more sections, you know, like I was, I I grew up in a really small house and like my closet had like one, like one rod hanging across the top and it had all my clothes on it. Now I have a master closet and I have different sections for different types of clothes Mm -hmm. and shoes in my closet. Um, I still feel, feel like I'm in my prayer closet, but it's just a bigger closet with a lot more items in it. Um, but now I, f- I feel like I'm praying with people, but as much as I love 21 days of prayer, I cannot wait to go my, so my my personal prayer practice, I pray in my office um, in my house. I pray in the same spot every day before we sell our house. we'll have to replace the carpet in our basement, um, and I've already decided I am cutting out the square of carpet where I have lived more of my spiritual life than probably any place else on my knees, and I'm taking it with me because wow. that was the place where so much faith was birthed in in my life that square of carpet that literally i've been praying on for for 10 years um, it, you know i i pray when i tear it up there are indentions in the padding because of how much time i've spent praying there um but my you know my my prayer habit my prayer exercise i have a prayer journal which i'm talking about this week Currently, for the past several years, I've been praying through your, uh, your prayer guide that you put together for our church several years ago where, uh, you know, I used to literally just pray the same thing over and over and over and over. Um, and, and I, My list got so long, I felt like I cannot pray for everything every day, so now I pray for one thing a week. Um, I have a prayer journal uh, with prayer topics um, every day of the week, so Monday I pray through Matthew 7-7. Um, I just tell God kind of the biggest needs on my heart after Sunday coming out of church. Uh, Tuesday I pray the prayer of Jabez, um, areas in my life where I need blessing, growth. Uh, where I need God to be with me, where I need protection. Um, Wednesday, I pray for spiritual and emotional health. Psalm 1914, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart could be pleasing to God. Uh, Thursday, I pray over Ephesians chapter thir- 3, uh, 14 and 15. When I consider everything God's mm-hmm. done, it's driven driven me to my knees so uh, that I can thank the God, the creator of, heavenly, of heaven and earth, and ask him to strengthen my inner man through His spirit. Uh, Friday is always a day of praying for Sabbath rest. Saturday is always a day of praying for those people that I'll lead and for my leadership the next day. Um, on Sunday, uh, I pray through the prayer of Solomon, asking God, give me wisdom, I can't lead without your wisdom. You got to help me. And Sunday is always a day of praying for anointing, praying that God will speak through me um, and use me. So I, you know, I uh, I always do my prayer at the end of my Bible reading time. Uh, so I'll I'll read my scripture, I'll write in my journal, and then if there's any one big thought that matches kind of my prayer theme of the day, I'll take that to my prayer journal. Um, I write the date down uh, in my prayer journal. You know, Monday, January 6, uh, and then I'll just write for that day. My asks, my seeks, my knocks, my blessing, my growth, my protection, um, you know, my where I need God's presence with me the most, uh, the words that I need God to give me, the thoughts that I need God to give my heart. I mean, just every day I will really drill down on this day of life. God, here's what I need. Uh, I will always start my, my prayer time through the lens of adoration. Confession, Thanksgiving, supplication. I've prayed through that outline for years. Just really starting with a deep breath, thanking God for he, who He is, moving into how I how I have failed, thanking Him for what He's done, and then my supplication time is is my kind of my theme for the day in my prayer journal. Uh, after I pray for that, I always end praying for my family by name and their schedule that day. God bless Danielle. Uh, I always know what they're doing that day. God bless Christian, the test he's taken, the practice he has, his work this afternoon. God bless Casey, her guitar lessons, whatever. And then I will pray through my calendar. Um, God, when I and I and I always say, God, when I get off my knees, I'm going to bang. And I give my entire schedule until I lay my head on the pillow. And I will ask for God's help, uh, his wisdom, uh, his knowledge, his presence in every one of those things. Uh, And then I always pray Um, I end my prayer with praying on the armor of God. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'll always pray, God, I'm getting ready to stand up. Uh, Because I live on mission, I live on battle, um, or I live in battle, which means, God, I need uh, your belt of truth, your breastplate of righteousness. I need to have my feet fitted with the readiness that come from the gospel of peace. I need to live behind the shield of faith. I need to wear the helmet of salvation. I need to be trained in the sword of the Spirit. And God I am most grateful for uh, prayers offered in faith. Um and then I I always end my prayer in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Um amen. That's 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 what I do every day of my life that I'm walking with God. That is how
1: hmm. uh that is how it begins. Hmm. Well, let me just ask a follow-up question real quick Pastor Christian. This is a discipline that you've developed over time. Um it might seem a little overwhelming to someone listening right now. Sure. Like there's no way. <laughs> I mean, right. I can't get one minute in prayer, right? I'm sure your process and what you do, your discipline takes several minutes, maybe even longer than that. So where would you recommend that individual starting?
0: So for me, so I, so for me, prayer for me did not start as a discipline. It started as a desperation mm. and it still is. I still am most disciplined in seasons of the most desperation. Uh, actually, my prayer time this morning, on my knees, in and, in and twenty one days of prayer, I was asking God, God, I'm moving out of a season of desperation. Please help me to stay as disciplined as I've been. Uh, I mean, I I I know my flesh, and I I know I lean into God more when I when I am very aware of His needs than when I'm just living daily life. Um, but it, I mean, it's a it's a discipline like anything else, like working out, like eating. It you know, it's it's what I talk about in my message. You have to have a place you have to have a time you have to have a posture like you right. you have to have a routine you have to have a, you have to have a routine of prayer and you have to see it as a as a meeting with god not time to pray this mm-hmm. is when i go connect with god every day just like listen you have a time and a place and a routine of charging your phone exactly I, I mean everyone does yep they don't just look for random chargers they have a place in their house where they plug their phone in when it's out of juice so when they pick it back up and they need it it's it's full of juice that's all prayer is mm. prayer is the place you plug in your spirit every day so that when it's near empty, it fills back up. That's, that's what prayer is. So I, I would, I would say start with our routine of 21 days of prayer. And then Monday morning prayer, uh, Monday morning prayer, as much as I have loved 21 days of prayer. And I do, I miss giving my whole week to God every Monday. It's mm-hmm. I, I, I actually do it, even though I can't write it. I do it mentally. I pray through on the Mondays of 21 days of prayer. I pray through my week cause I, I feel a little, um, Exposed spiritually, if mm. I don't do that on on Monday, just the way the things have gone now, but I would say start with the easy programming we give, start with the easy journal that we give um start with that time, lock in that time, I have an accountability partner come with you so you can't sleep in mm. and miss, and then just every day open that journal and just
1: just continue to pray over the things that you've that you've put in there that's good that's good well let's uh let's move to this question I've been anxious to ask- ask you this question i i've I've been personally asked this question by individuals in the church and even outside of the church, even individuals who are not followers of Jesus. They've asked me this, if God is omniscient, if God is all-knowing, why do we even need to pray? Why do you even need to pray? He knows what you need, he knows what I need, he knows why I'm hurting, he knows who needs help. Um I I love what you say in your message. You say prayer does not alert God to our needs. It affirms our trust of him for those needs that we ask for. So sometimes we pray thinking we are informing God of something mm-hmm. he doesn't know. So what should our prayer sound like when when we do have needs, when we are in difficult circumstances, when we need his activity in our life? What should our prayer sound like? So here's how I would answer that question. If someone's saying, why should I pray if God already knows everything? Right.
0: So my kids on their phones, now that they drive, have a, have an app called Life 360. And I can know before my kids get home at night, I can know every place they've gone. I can know how long they've been there. I probably know who they were with, um, how long they stayed, how fast they drove, how many times they picked up their phone on the way there. If they, if they had to hard break or if they sped up really fast, like I I already know all the information. It's a great app. Yeah, it is a great app. I know all the information. But I want them to talk to me because I love them. Uh, My relationship with them is not fulfilling because I know all the information I need to know. It's fulfilling because I live in relationship with them. And the reason that you pray is God does not just desire to know everything about you. He desires to know you. He desires to know your heart. He desires to have some of your time. Um and you know I could lay my I could lay my head down and tell my kids when you get home you never need to check in I already know everything I need to know or I could say hey come up and say hi cuz I just want to see your face um and I just I just want to be in your presence for a minute I just want you to stop in the room there's something about you doing that that lets me know I'm important to you that gives me the chance to remind you that you're important to me Um, That gives us a chance to have a relationship Um, God's like God's got the greatest life 360 app of all time Right Right. Um, Not only does he have the best seat in the house In his omniscience But he has sovereignty He even knows what we're going to do tomorrow Mm. Um, He doesn't want us to talk to him To update him on what we're doing He wants us to talk to him Because he loves to be in our presence He loves uh, for us to be in his presence And he really enjoys uh, Being able to have a face-to-face relationship with us Mm. And that's what prayer is
1: the first part of your message this week is on the practice of prayer. The final part of your message was on the power of prayer. So King Hezekiah's prayer was powerful, and God moved on his behalf. And I think we would all love to experience this kind of power in our prayer. When you, re- when you read this prayer, there's a depth to it. There's a richness to it. There's even an eloquence on how he, how he communicates with God. So do we need to pray like that to experience the power of God? Can you discuss this for a moment? So the answer to that's no. Thank goodness. Uh, uh, Yeah, because (laughs) probably
0: the the simplest and one of the most powerful prayers that was ever prayed in Scripture was prayed by the the father of a young boy who was having epileptic seizures that had been caused by demon possession. And he asked Jesus if he would help him save his son. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you're willing, can you please help me? And Jesus said, if uh, like, hey, I can do anything for people who believe. And the father said, I believe help my unbelief. Um, he didn't say, uh, "Our Father who art in heaven, um, I believe, help my unbelief." In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right. to glories, all majesties, Amen. Like he, did, he didn't say, he didn't say anything that yeah. sounded like a professional prayer. He didn't sound, he didn't say anything that made him seem like he knew an ounce of theology. Mm-hmm. Just desperate. It was raw. It was real. Um, and the thing to me that makes Hezekiah's prayer most powerful is that it was desperate. It was raw, and it was real. Uh, he knew a little bit more about God, and he said about God what he knew. He he knew God's mission was to be glorified on earth through the Israel, uh, the kingdom of Judah uh, at the time in Israel. Um, so he prayed that uh, he knew God could pay attention, that he could hear, that he could see if he wanted to. Um, and he and he was desperate. Uh, he was desperate not for his son, but for his nation. The reality was, if Assyria was coming back, they were going down. I mean, they had no they had no defenses. They had no defenses against Assyria. Just like this boy. Uh, in the Book of Mark, had no defenses against a, a demonic um, seizure, you know, mm-hmm. causing epileptic seizure. There's no defenses against that. It was just a prayer of desperation. And I think any prayer that's real, that's raw, that's authentic, that's desperate, any prayer that says, "God, see me. God, hear me. Um, God, God, please, please be right in the midst of this with me," um, is the right prayer. Mm-hmm. It's it's the right prayer. And regardless of of how you say it. Uh, What it starts with, what it ends with, if you will, we said in the first message, uh, the method of prayer is simple, connect your heart to heaven. If you would just open up your heart and connect it to heaven and not worry about the words, but worry about the passion that's moving between heaven and earth through the Holy Spirit. You'll connect with God in a way that allows his power
1: to be in your life. I feel like a good place to end today's podcast is with a reminder of why we pray. Uh, Perhaps the end of King Hezekiah King Hezekiah's prayers is revealing. King Hezekiah states this, he says, Now, Lord, our God, deliver us from his hand so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, Lord, our God. So is this the ultimate reason for why we are to pray so that others may know about God and his and His amazing power? No. However, uh, that is the result.
0: The reason we pray is so that we might know God, and so we might become like God. Mm-hmm. However, when we know God and become like God, others who know us know more about God and his power. So the re- the reason we pray is so that we might know God, so that we might become more like God. Mm-hmm. But like Hezekiah prayed, um, God, if you will do that, then others will know you as well. Uh, so the reason we pray is to know God and to become more like God. But the result of that is that anyone who knows us will know more about God and know how to become more like God. Uh, so the reason we pray is not so that other people might know
1: God, but the result of us praying mm-hmm. is that more people will know God. Pastor Christian, I'm so grateful for this series and our continued discussion on prayer. Thank you for sh- for sharing your wisdom with us through this, uh, through this series. And we want to thank you for listening today. We'd love to hear from you and how how this has impacted you because of your focus and intentionality on prayer. We'd love for you to share your story with us by sending us an email to activate at takethejourney.cc. Again, that's activate at takethejourney.cc. We'd love to not only hear your story, but to share your story to inspire others as well. We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active.
0: Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.